All right, what's going on? Happy National Bay Day to you and to all the listeners. What's a Bay Day? National Bay. My Bay, before anyone else. Oh, the B-A-E. June 10th, National Bay Day. There's actually, I think, National Best Friend Day a couple of days ago. And right. we weren't recording on that day. Okay. Because, like, when you said National Bay Day, I'm like, like the ocean bay like is it just like a day for bays and all the boats go out and then celebrate like we have a bay woo <laughs> but no it's the relationship Everyone's bay. Hanging out of the local bay yeah instead of the actual human counterpart bay. bay well happy national bay day to you too yeah yeah is it on the 10th always like is of this june yeah i feel like every like every few days is a national day of something like oh, there's just multiple seems to be, every day yeah just like it's all just popping up you who decides People just make them up. Like right. I was, just make it up and call it National Sarah Day if you want. Oh, there probably is already a National Sarah Day, to be honest, because it's a very common name. Lots of Sarahs out there. National Bay Day. Bring this up on the screen and uh, we can see what else is um, relevant today. Because I've heard of like, you know, like twin days and stuff like that. <laughs> it's a day, this is really a day for everything because there's more than 365 types of things in the world. Right. There's a horse day, there's this day, there's that day, there's mm-hmm. everything has a day. Gotcha. So there's obviously multiples of every mm-hmm. single day. Um, so right. Appreciation, fun, love. <laughs> it's a tagline. That's the tags for it, yeah. Yeah. So let's see if we can see June 10th. United. Well, actually June 9th for the US, but today is right. National Iced Tea Day, National Rose Day. Rose, sorry. A ro- rose Day, yeah. <laughs> um, National Dole Day. All day. National ballpoint pen. <laughs> or National, National bed bug prevention day. I don't know if you've got a, a bed article coming up later, so that could tie in somehow. You, you know what? Yes. I, I You know what? Because I knew it was bed bug day. So. <laughs> Thought we'd find something relevant to yeah. talk about. National egg roll day. Right. National Deborah day. So it's a day dedicated to all the Deborahs in the world. Right, so so it's definitely sh- going to be a Sarah day. So out shout there. out to all the Deborahs. Yo, Deborah's happy National Day for you. National Herb and Spice Day. <laughs> National Isabel Day. Oh, it's Sean Day as well. Obviously, Sean deserves his own day. Mm-hmm. National World World Gin Day. Ooh. We should have got some gin. You got a juice right there. You could have had a gin and juice. Gin and juice, Snoop Dio Double G style. I could have. I missed out. Instead, so. you're just mixing it with the toothpaste you had four minutes I ago. I know, and it's always 100% <laughs> a bad idea. Like, what is it about, like, minty toothpaste and orange it's juice a, or citrus that just doesn't mix? It's a weird combo. Yeah. And it's always they're always a morning thing. Like, mm-hmm. you don't really drink juice. Most people don't drink orange juice at night. Yeah. So there's always that conflict of flavors. Gotcha. All right, I'm going to take Especially a Especially in the morning. Because you want to have your juice, but you want to have clean teeth, so it's like. It's just a weird combo. Nah, it doesn't doesn't mesh, but that's fine. We used to go on our fishing trips with the, the fam. We mm-hmm. used to have minty. Have had minty? Yeah, yeah. Minties and Coke together. Doesn't that like go super fizzy or yeah. something? It was like Mentos, like right? That pretty, long, mu- pretty much. Yeah. Oh, well, Mentos is a bit different because Mentos, the way it works is all the tiny little indentations on the actual surface of the Mentos candy or mm-hmm. lolly, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. There's tiny little, if you look at, through a microscope, there's tiny little grooves in it. And it's the surface area that the, I guess, the sugar particles or the carbon particles or whatever mm-hmm. it is, interact with that and make that foam up. Whereas ah. a minty is just relatively smooth. Yeah. Gotcha. That's interesting. I didn't know. Did you have to, was it a science experiment that you did in school, look at it through a microscope? It's just a common thing. Everyone knows right. when you dropped them in. I thought it was just like some like some of the like, it's not like chemicals, chemicals, like it is part. It's, it is part of it, but mm-hmm. it's also the surface area is increased because rather than being smooth, mm-hmm. it like grooves down so it increases the surface right. area. Right. All right. I'm sure there's probably a Mentos day and a Coca-Cola day We'll have well. a proper scientist. <laughs> On at one point what? to explain the facts. Yeah. <laughs> or just comment on the video. Uh, speaking of the video, thank you so much. If you're listening to this podcast um, on Spotify or Apple Pod, leave us a rating review. We'd greatly, greatly appreciate it. Mm-hmm. We don't ask for the uh, reviews and feedback too often, but it doesn't oh. hurt the growth of the show. And then obviously there's the video version yes. on YouTube as well as Spotify, but primarily YouTube. If you want to subscribe to the channel, drop a comment, like, and then subscribe again but don't don't, yeah. don't hit it again and then unsubscribe you just no. hit it just the one time um and there's also a little notification bell if you you know want to listen to it when it first comes out need to be a reminder that notification bell always helps out and puts like you know when you open up your phone you have those thousands of notifications come off and then because you know you don't clear it so it just stays on there do you well, ever clear your notif- notifications on the front screen well i usually get a lot piled up because i'm always on focus mode because i'm focused a lot of the time yeah so you do use that quite a bit, like 
And it's fine because like I'll, I'll message you and it's, it comes up on my phone saying that you have it on focus. It does it? Yeah, it does. Interesting. Yeah. So I, I can tell when you have it on because it has the option. So when I send you a message, it's like, do you want to send this loud anyway? So I have the oh, choice. Oh, so it's like, I don't even give a fuck if the guy's grinding right now. I'm just going to like push straight through. Yeah. So you can give the option to send it louder than usual. Jesus. So, but I don't. Like well, if you put it on for a reason. With one of these latest updates, there was that whole feature where you can send... I forget, I used to do it a fair bit. On the, the iPhone message, you used to be able to like send like kind of animations yeah. with, with your text. Mm -hmm. If you hold it in, you can be like, ha, ha, ha. Yes. You can like oh, send there's, it There's more things you could do. I can't remember what they were. No, you should be, you, should, you used to be able to like send it like big, you know, like when yeah, you open it up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and you can send like a birthday one where it has like confetti and stuff coming down the it's screen so and everything. No one does it. It's a gimmick to get you into the new iOS update. I think yes. there is a new one lately. There is. Speaking yeah. of Apple, we'll get into the Apple news straight yeah. away. As always, they have the big announcement of all the new products and stuff coming out. Um, they've finally, finally revealed the Vision Pro, which is what everybody is talking about. The Vision Pro. Yes, which so, is their new VR. It does look like, some people saying it looks like a snorkel, and it does. <laughs> we could have gone and found a bunch of different articles, but I think, I haven't even looked through this yet. Mm -hmm. It's just a tweet thread from Morning Brew, the, the main sort of newsletter. Yep. Oh, well, that we use anyway, and we like to refer to. Um, so rather than like digging through a bunch of text, this is going to be a Twitter thread with a bunch of imagery and stuff to make mm -hmm. it a bit smoother for us to digest and then regurgitate to all you listeners. Yeah, so I do have an article link as well, but we can full, go through full this Full of one. annoying text, Probably, right? yeah. With that short attention span. Yeah. So Morning Brew, yesterday was the biggest day for Apple since the launch of the iPhone, which is a, a I feel like game. they say this every every time. Uh, well, well, I haven't looked too much into this. I know it got announced, but I haven't gotten into the nitty gritty. So oh, it'll be interesting. It's, it's probably the biggest because like iPhone was like revolutionary, right? Yes. So the Vision Pro is like their yeah. revolutionary sort of Correct. new product. Um, so the biggest launch day, um, they announced the iOS 17 updates. We just mentioned then annoying updates. Or, well, there's usually some sort of uh, new gimmick that's supposed yeah. to get you interested. Mm -hmm. Like new emojis, things like that. But they always say don't get the the initial... The beta? Well, it's not beta. They'd be running the, they would have been running the beta up previously. And no, so you have, the, you have the option to get the beta, right? Um, but the thing is the betas are usually super buggy. So you have to yeah, but, uninstall yeah. the current one and have the beta one. But this iOS 17 wouldn't be beta. They would have been testing the beta for months. Yeah, but you have the option to put your hand up and be like, hey, I want to test the beta. So you can actually download it. But this would be the alpha it. version. Yes, this would be the proper one. But they wouldn't still have, there's no point, like, I mean, I could be wrong. Uh, are you saying don't get, like, version one, wait until the update no, comes the, the out? No, the beta won't be available now because this real one would be out. They would yeah, have... yeah. But are you saying, like, when the, the proper one comes out, don't get that first reiteration, wait till, yes. like, the second update comes Well, that's through. what they say, but I've never really had an issue. No, because they have, I, I think... Because they've worked through the beta. Exactly, because what they used to do was, like, the beta was only available for, like, Apple staff and, like, Apple, like engineers and all that kind of stuff but now they've pushed it to the public where people can test the beta so they have a little bit more of a wider spread of testing yeah. so i think i don't think, the new I one think comes it's out, uh, just haters probably i don't know i've never really had an issue them android users to be honest yeah just <laughs> conspiracy by the yeah. android users so ios 17 update um the vision pro announcement and then spatial computing Here's a recap of everything that went down at wwdc 23 what's that what would these what, what does that stand for? WWD. I don't know. I should probably know, but I don't. Worldwide Developers Conference. Right. So just for Apple, I suppose. Mm -hmm. All right, let's enlarge this so it's nice and big for us to view. So that's the vision of – that's a visual vision. of the vision – what's it called? Vision Pro. Vision Pro. So Vision Pro is here. The cost is $3,499. That's pretty USD, that so probably, a, what, about five, five grand? Yeah. It is seven times as much as its competitor, MetaQuest 3. Mm -hmm. And listen to the crowd react to this. So let's play this little video clip. Apple Vision Pro starts at $3,499. It will be available early next year on Apple.com and at Apple retail stores in the U.S., Apple Vision Pro starts. Is that like a? Ooh. Is that a curiosity ooh or a ooh? It's like a. I think it's a combination of both. Be like, that's kind of cool, but the price is ooh. 
So for the device, basically, what, what, like real quick, what is it? It's a, it's a headset with AR and VR capabilities. Yes. And we'll get into all that stuff in a minute. Mm-hmm. So there's no controllers necessary. Uh, to quote Tim Cook, the Apple CEO, it's the first Apple product you look through, not look at. Ah. Interesting way of thinking about it. Yeah. You can do all. You can do it all through your voice, eyes, and touch. So yeah, it's more or less. Like the way I understand it is, it's a like a MacBook that you look through there in that case. Yeah, so it'd be, it's just like, yeah, the Apple interface. Yeah. Um, but instead of like most VR headsets where you can't see your lounge or anything, you can see through it. So it's yes. just like a- so It's AR in that Exactly, sense. yeah. It's very like minority report kind of up on the- If you don't know what AR, AR is, you're probably somewhat familiar with Pokemon Go, which was probably yeah, the most widespread huge. use of AR yeah. that everyone knows about. Or just things like the right. IKEA app where you can put mm-hmm. furniture in your living room where it, it, you you can see the room or the the area around you, yep. but it has overlays of different imagery and mm-hmm. and whatnot. And like Snapchat, sort of like was doing like experimenting yes. and stuff with it. Yeah. yeah, cool. So you can do all that for your voice, eyes, and touch. It's definitely going to be a work first product. Most of the first shots Apple showed of the Vision Pro in use were work related so here's a quick other guy you can at even bring workplace. your mac wirelessly into apple vision pro just by looking at it place your mac screen wherever you want and expand it giving you an enormous private and portable 4k display vision pro is engineered to let you use your mac seamlessly within your ideal workspace so you can dial in the white sands environment and use other apps in Vision Pro side by side with your Mac. So it's basically like if you would open a new window on your computer and mm-hmm. have, uh, I don't know, like iMovie open as well as Google Chrome open, you're just opening that up in the world around you rather than on the screen itself. Yeah, so the world is like your second monitor in a way. What's interesting here is that it just automatically without scanning your QR code or anything, mm-hmm. it automatically recognizes the MacBook screen and then displays it. So it must just read like the MacBook logo at the bottom of your computer yeah. or something. Without trying to be too biased because we are like Apple users and stuff here, that's probably one thing that Apple does really well is their ecosystem between their devices and how they communicate to each other. So whether it's something as simple as like AirDrop or things like that, like it's super easy, like touch of a button to like transfer like one thing to another device where it can be still quite clunky on Android. So for them to have the Vision Pro work with all your other Apple products very, like, seamlessly, it makes that barrier to entry really easier, like, easier. You'd have to be logged into your own account because you can't just walk over to someone else's MacBook and just, like, rip their screen. No, it'll all be, like, iCloud for sure. Interesting. Hmm. So, eyesight is huge. The worst part about Meta headsets, are they – this is talking about Meta, the brand, like, Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, are they isolate you from the rest of the world? Apple made an exterior screen that shows your eyes so you can still have a connection to the outside world. So in that sense, they just appear as goggles. Kind of creepy, but it works. Other cool stuff, beyond the Vision Pro, there are plenty of big iOS 17 updates. Most important, FaceTime voicemail. That's kind of cool. I didn't know that. So you can leave a voicemail. Video message. Video message. Yep. Um, You can do name drop. So like you just said, the benefit of like airdrop is the instantaneous uh, aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Name drop is basically the same thing, but with sharing contacts yeah i already thought you could like share contact cards i know you could airdrop it so you must just be able to put the phones next to each other and it says would you like to share contact details mm-hmm. so it's almost like the modern version of giving someone a business card yeah more mm. or less yeah you right now it has ai for autocorrect so autocorrect um functionality is going to be improved the journaling app which we've actually referenced um in a previous episode mm-hmm Standby mode, a new feature that turns your idle phone lock screen into a helpful smart display. So it kind of looks like one of the um, Google Home Hubs. Yes. In terms of just a widescreen mm-hmm. clock display. Lenovo actually has like a clock display that that's all it's designed for, and it looks very, very similar with that big text. I like it. I like this this uh, horizontal view, especially if you're just at a workstation at your desk, yeah. to have them the calendar and the time up there and that's probably a charger as well like a wireless charger like exactly. a MagSafe one yeah pretty cool mm. rather than just having the blank black screen yep 
And lastly, hey Siri is now just Siri. I repeat anyone whose name sounds remotely like Siri. It, mine doesn't go off that much, and it went off earlier and didn't say anything. Oh, really? Remotely close to My Siri. My watch goes off whenever I put on the shower. Like, that's noise. For some reason, gets the symbol going. That's... I've, I've honestly probably... See, she's already triggered. Oh, wow. It's okay. Thank you, Siri. I don't... I think I've probably... I only use it in the car. It's the only time I use it because it has CarPlay. Yes. And if I want to reply to a message or make mm-hmm. a phone call, I don't use it any other time. No. It's probably one of those under... I'm the same as one of those things that I don't use often at all in the car when I want to send a message. That's probably about it. But yeah, I don't really use it for like searching anything. It'd be interesting because when we had that Google Home Hub, we we're using it all the time. But yeah, like series, it's probably one of those things that just get smarter the more that you use it. All right. So there's an article that you had any better. I've got some more info on there. Um, Let's find out. We'll have a look. It has some of the other products. They've got a new MacBook. So it's not just like yeah, the iOS systems. That's boring though. Every, yeah. uh, there's people that get the new MacBook every year. I don't get it. It's like I've just gone from my 2015 iMac mm-hmm. to the Mac Mini M2 mm-hmm. after seven years. I don't. I don't get unless you're getting it written off as your business, business. and it's like makes sense. But I don't understand the need to get a new MacBook every year. Yeah, there's some tech people out there, right? You have the same people that buy a new phone every two years or every year. Like I usually get one every four years or so. Do like a bigger the thing jump is you up. can't tell unless you're like really ingrained in it. You can't tell what iPhone someone has or what MacBook year they have. No, they look very similar because now, so like in all that the regard, it's have- not like you're getting. You know, people like buy things to impress others. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's really not that. It's just you wanting to have the latest thing possible. Yeah, the new tech gadget. Which I mean, each to their own. Better things to spend money on. Would they make a new logo? It's a bit of a very re- futuristic futuristic logo. Type one. Um, All right, I'm not going to watch the whole – I mean, there's a lot of news to go through. No, I just think- scroll up to the top real quick. So it's just a condensed version, so just underneath. So These you have yeah, the Vision Pro, MacBook Air, Mac Studio, Mac Pro, the okay, let's, let's iOS. Dive in, yeah, let's dive into the ones that probably are most interesting. So MacBook Air, MacBook Mac Studio, mm-hmm. new MacBook Pro, not the most interesting for us or those listening. iOS is sort of applies to everybody at yep. a, a greater scale. Mac widgets. OS, Watch OS. The widgets would be interesting because there's, the widgets aren't the best at the moment. For so the desktop? Both, yeah. The thing is everyone has an iPhone. Not everyone has like an Apple Watch or yeah. a, a MacBook. Mm-hmm. So I think the, the, the main thing we should touch on here is just the Vision Pro and get a bit more info about it. So Apple describes the Vision Pro headset as a revolutionary spatial computer that seamlessly blends digital content with the physical world. The device features an all-new operating system. What are they going to call it? Vision OS or something? Yeah, it is actually called Vision OS. (laughs) Makes sense. You know it so well. (laughs) Well, the the formula has been presented to me. It has. For a decade now. Yeah. Experiences in Vision Pro aren't constrained to the boundaries of a display. Users can make apps any scale and place apps wherever they wish. So tons of flexibility. Users have the have users use a combination of their eyes, hands, and voice to control the device. So I've seen videos where you can just, I guess you just register because like we'll get get into it. But it's got a bunch of features, but it can re- identify your finger gestures mm-hmm. to like increase the screen and stuff. Remember when we only started getting used to enlarging things? They had to teach us the gestures at one point when we got to the iPhone. That's right. They taught you to like do like a triple tap or like to expand, mm-hmm. like to spread your fingers out. There was a whole, almost like a tutorial when like I don't even know what model it was. It was probably five, ten years ago. I think it's because like it was a feature of the iPads and stuff and they sort of rolled it exactly. into the phones and as then, well. But now we're all used to that. Mm-hmm. Now we have to get used to doing it without touching an actual um, physical object. Yeah. And you still get some people that want to touch like the surface of a MacBook or the surface of an iMac because they think it's touchscreen, but it's not. Um, cool. So as you said, the price starts at $3,500. Mm-hmm. It'll be sold retail stores in the US first. The entire front of the headset is made of polished glass that flows into a lightweight aluminium frame, uh, features a digital crown similar to what's on an Apple Watch. Um the hardware, so the hard it 
features an ultra-high resolution display with 23 million pixels across two micro OLED displays. Uh, that's more than 4K TV, more than a 4K TV for each. It's not bad. Each eye. Uses high-speed cameras and a ring of LEDs that project invisible light patterns onto the user's eyes to mm-hmm. track gaze. It's definitely a lot slimmer than I thought it would be. So it has a, a brand new chip, an R1 chip, its own Apple's own chip. Mm-hmm. Um, it has 12 cameras, five sensors, six microphones. All right. So a lot of tech crammed in there. And it yeah. does seem pricey up front. But when you think about... Like the cameras and all that kind of stuff that's broken down in it. Yeah, no, 100%. If it's got, what was it, 12 cameras? Like that's, that's what you pay for on the iPhone. Two or three out for each eye. Mm-hmm. A couple going back into your eye. Mm-hmm. Pretty interesting stuff. Um, has all, new spatial audio system with two individually amplified drivers inside each audio pod, which deliver personalized spatial audio based on the user's own head and ear geometry. Gotcha. Spatial audio is just a fancy word for Dolby Atmos. And just, yeah, the way audio hits your ear depending on your surroundings is Mm -hmm. basically a simple way of putting it. Yeah. Headsets controlled by users' eyes, hands, and voice. Um, You can scroll through apps simply by looking at them, tapping fingers to select, flicking their wrist to scroll, or using voice. It also supports Apple Magic Keyboard and Magic Trackpad. Not bad. Awesome, considering we just got rid of ours and upgraded to Logitech <laughs> mouse and keyboard. I'm sure, like, eventually it would just be any sort of, like, Bluetooth device you'd be able to connect. Like, it would make sense. The headset features pass-through video of a wearer's eyes in a feature that Apple calls EyeSight, displaying a user's eyes to surrounding people. Um, Vision Pro can transform a space into a personal movie theater and watch immersive videos. With environments, a user's world can grow beyond the dimensions of a physical room with dynamic landscapes that can help them focus. In FaceTime calls, everyone on the call is reflected in life-size tiles um, and users wearing Vision Pro during a FaceTime call are known as a persona. So basically their word for like a digital hologram. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Interesting. So that, that's, that pretty much summarizes it. Imagine doing... It's basically... Like, it's incorporating everything they've built. The computers and iPhones and iPads everything and- all into this one headset. It doesn't look too stupid. Like, it, it looks like something we can get used to over time. Mm-hmm. They, like, we looked at the Dyson... Oh, the air he- purifier headset. Head- and that was a kind of a whack design, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Obviously, subjective. Some people love it. Whereas this, it looks like something you probably see in a sci-fi movie that mm-hmm. it's not outlandish, basically. Yeah. This would be very interesting for digital art. So just imagine, yeah, Procreate open. You can have like an Apple pencil or like a paintbrush or something, have a big canvas and you're like standing and painting using the VR headset. That would be cool. That's a pretty interesting idea, actually. Hmm. So that's the big, probably the biggest news in... Well, obviously the biggest news in tech this week. Yeah. And then I had an article of Mark Zuckerberg saying, oh, it's not that, you know, revolutionary. <laughs> like, ours is still pretty good. He did. Yeah, I've seen a company-wide memo that he put out. I think I've he got, was, yeah. And he was just, he was. Of course he has to reply, right? Because he's the guy that's known for trying to, you know, the metaverse and trying to get people to be more involved in that whole VR aspect. Well, that's the thing about what the Apple announcement there wasn't really any mention of metaverse because they know it's it's not a fad, but just no one's ready for it yet. Mm-hmm. People, you need to take one step at a time. Yeah. The first step is like getting people comfortable with AR built into their lives and what? that's the, the next step they're going to. They're not trying to take you out of the real world. Mm-hmm. There was actually a promo video of the Vision Pro of a guy doing work or something and his daughter kicks the ball, and because you can see through it, mm-hmm. he still had time to, like, kick the ball back. Yeah. Because it doesn't take you out of the world. Whereas, yes. the, like, Mark Zuckerberg's whole, like, idea of, like, changing to meta is, like, getting people into mm-hmm. some sort of metaverse, taking them out of the world they're already in. It's almost Apple are just using that baby step aspect, right? Like, people 
that was one of the things I didn't really like about the whole VR of just like not being aware of like what's around you. Like that's kind of scary in, in a way. You're either in your physical space or you're out, whereas this Apple one – you're in both at the same time. Yeah. It's like it's getting used to wearing the glasses, getting used to the technology. Price point. Price point. <laughs> getting used to just using it, so using your hands and gestures and things like that. So, yeah, I think Apple are probably doing that baby step aspect of just trying to get it into the household, right? Just getting it to, like, everyday usage where Mark Zuckerberg is, like, a little bit too revolutionary or visionary and just being like, come into this new magical world. Yeah, especially, yeah. It's It's like you can't go instantly to Ready Player One, right? You've got to build yourself up to that. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So Mark Zuckerberg says the Vision Pro doesn't present any breakthroughs. So he says that Apple's newly announced Vision Pro does not offer the future of computing that he wants. Days before the Vision Pro mixed reality headset was announced, Meta chose to tease the Meta Quest 3 to steal back some of the spotlight. Um told employees that Apple didn't bring anything to the table that hadn't already been explored. He claimed that Vision Pro debuted as a device that showcased a person sitting on the couch by themselves. So he's, I guess he's trying to like put forth the idea of connection. Connection, community, because that's the whole thing, right? Because he's talking about, you know, being alone, being isolated, but you're together in like this reality, mixed reality space. So, what's his one called? The Meta Quest, Meta Quest Three versus Vision Pro. Yeah, I'm curious what they look like next to each other. Okay, interesting. There you go. So, yeah. one is a goggles, and one is they. The more you look at them side by side, the more like Apple's ones look like just snowboarding ski goggles, <laughs> yeah. whereas the other one looks like. A VR what headset. What you'd assume a VR headset to look Correct. like. Correct. Yeah. That's probably the bigger, the best example there. Mm-hmm. What they look like next to each other. So they're still both quite chunky. Yes. Yeah. I do like the idea of being able to see through it. I think Correct. that's just I the, think so as well. Yeah. Even though your eyes are a bit, um, not hidden, but they look kind of creepy when you're peering through. <laughs> But yeah, just having that digital aspect. So you don't even need to buy monitors anymore. Well, this is what I just thought about then. Mm-hmm. You kind of do because you still need a screen to like pull the image off into your headset. So it's not like you can just buy the head, the Vision Pro by itself and then have all the applications because it's, all it's doing is creating a different um, experience of what's on the computer in a different display format it's not the computer itself it's just presenting a new way to display the info on the computer no it does it has its own operating system in there it's not going to have all these apps and a web browser and iMovie and stuff built into it the apps and stuff on there that's pulling off a screen though no they said you can also pull off a screen i don't think it's gonna like it might have apps like a phone yeah it's gonna be because it had like a little like power banky type thing device connected to it but it's not gonna have like software that's like the the uh, adobe suite no like a computer like it's the size of the application it's always gonna like it could stream yeah i, I, I see think what it, you I mean i think it will have apps similar to what your phone can handle because mm-hmm. your phone's what 128 gig yeah i suppose a lot of computers aren't even that much more anyway mm-hmm. but like to, i guess say to edit a movie or to edit a video you gotta put your sd card in somewhere mm-hmm. so my point is you can't just buy this on its own i imagine it's just an addition to your existing apple ecosystem yes which means you need to have ipad macbook you need to have something else Mm -hmm. something with proper hardware on there now this is interesting because this guy here in this image sorry if you're just listening for sure jump over to youtube and Mm -hmm. and, um watch so you can see some more visual elements to highlight what, what highlight what we're talking about this guy has open messages he has open a browser and he has open Looks like notes, I some sort of cloud or notes. Mm-hmm. Now we all know that multitasking is good in theory, but you actually don't get that much done. Yes, so, there's been a lot of debunking around like that productivity aspect if yeah. you're doing too many things at once, as opposed to just focused work mm-hmm. until that job's completed. Mm-hmm. This looks like the ultimate multitasking scenario. 
It does, yes. Which is kind of exhausting to think about. If you're working on one project and you need a few applications to complete, to pull from your left and right applications mm-hmm. to pull into the main one, yes. But if you've, if you've got messages, you're browsing and you're doing emails at the same time, you're not getting anything done. So I think I've just sort of like looked at this image here. So messages, the middle screen is planning a getaway. And the third one is iCloud. It says proposal plan for day one. So it's some sort of business um, summary or documentation. Yep. And then it says explore and book down the bottom like it's a hotel room. So it might be, it's just like, so you'd have like your agenda on one page, what you need to book on the other, and then just like contacting someone be like, all right, this is what we can book. I mean, it depends on how you use it, right? Yeah. I mean, some people probably just have like Twitter on one. (laughs) Um, So this is a screen here of the... The main apps that you'd imagine being on your iPhone. Yeah. So it looks like a very like similar layout to an iPad. So just very basic. Okay. So let's just run into the, this article here by trustedreviews.com and then we'll move on. So mm-hmm. this is Apple Vision Pro versus MetaQuest 3, the five things to know. So Apple Vision Pro is a lot more expensive. So $3,500 US. MetaQuest 3 is $500. Oof. So obviously you're paying for what you get. There, has to, there can't be that much associated with the MetaQuest 3 thing if it's one-seventh of the price. So that means you, in theory you might be able to use the Apple Vision Pro by itself so you can stream movies, play games, all that kind of thing, whereas the MetaQuest, you need it plugged into a, a computer. Interesting. Yeah. Apple Vision Pro has a greater focus on pro- proactivity, which we just kind of alluded to. Mm-hmm. MetaQuest 3 has its sights set on gaming. Yes, that makes sense. Whereas like Apple's never been a huge like gaming developer to begin with. They're more, yes, with work, productivity, efficiency, that sort of aspect. And Vision Pro benefits from Apple ecosystem, which is pretty obvious. And then mm-hmm. battery life is Apple Vision Pro requires an external battery pack to run. But according to Apple, the battery should last for up to two hours on a single charge. Oh, that's not long. Meta hasn't stated the, the battery life of the MetaQuest 3 yet but its predecessor ran for up to three hours. Interesting. So it's a battery mega depleter. Yes, but the two hours sort of makes sense because you don't want to be wearing that headset for more than that no. length of and time. And I don't see you wearing it outside of the home or the office. No, you. I mean, you wouldn't with the Meta one either, not like the Google glasses where they were saying, wear them outside. So I'm just waiting for Google now to have their own VR headset. Interesting. Yeah. Because, like, PlayStation's obviously gaming. Then MetaQuest wants to have that community building but also gaming. And then Apple is just like, you know what, we're just going to focus more on um, adults, business. <laughs> you worried me yeah. for a second. Yeah. Productivity, um, that sort of thing instead. Cool. Mm. So interesting, interesting stuff. Would you get one? I'm trying to think about what – I can find a use case for it. It's there's there's argument on Twitter, not argument. Some people are like posting about it seems expensive, but what you're getting is actually pretty affordable. So you know Roberto Blake, yep, um, YouTube, sort of like a YouTube uh, content guru, like in terms of trying to help people become better creators and make mm-hmm. a, a money or um, a business out of their content creation. He made a point that. This is pretty extreme because it's it's him and he spends a lot of money on camera gear and stuff. There's a lens that he's spent $3,500 for mm-hmm. that he only uses a half dozen times a year because it's a super particular lens ah. and there's only a certain number of like hours you get. In terms of usage, mm-hmm. like hours of use per dollar spent, mm-hmm. this is probably a better use of his money compared to the one particular lens that you can only use a couple of times a year. Gotcha. That sort of makes sense, like the way you explain it, because I, I guess people spend thousands of dollars on a kayak and only use it a handful of times a year. Like it's like, do you need uh, OLED TV? It's got two basically 4K OLED displays on there. Do you need to spend three grand on an LG OLED TV? Mm-hmm. Is the experience of this going to be better because you can zoom in, zoom out, you can change all sorts of stuff? It's it's interesting to think about can it replace everything else? Right. Can it re- like 
Can it just replace all the screens in your home? Yeah, you still need something. Mm-hmm. Perhaps because I have that new Mac, because that new Mac, Mac Mini M2, I need two, mm-hmm. dis- two displays because I want to have multi displays. Yes. This basically does that. Right. I can take one screen, rotate. Uh, mm-hmm. There's more flexibility with it. I've got two gas powered boom arms so I can mm-hmm. maneuver, them, maneuver them and position them. But I, if I can do this in front of my eyes, yeah. sitting on the couch or moving from room to room, you might not, it might not even need a MacBook Air with a display. You might you can just get away with that and mm-hmm. a Mac Mini. That makes sense because I think Apple aren't really investing as much in their iMacs anymore. It's all about the studio. It's all about the Mac Mini. It's like that's where they're focusing on their development. So Because that's why the, the iMacs, they haven't really changed much. They're still quite boxy and chunky and super heavy. Well, they make their own screens now as well. Yes. And they so, make a lot more money selling a Mac Mini and an Apple studio screen or something they're called separately than compared to just an iMac. So imagine if they just don't make the iMac anymore because, well, just buy the Mac Mini and get the VR headset and then you're sweet. I think that's the way they'll go. Mm. So what what I would consider it, five grand is a lot of money. Maybe in like, I'd say probably three years' time or maybe even five years' time where it'd be more, more in the household. Eventually, yes. The question is, where can it go? Like we have, I did an article on my um, website, my blog the other last week about getting the iPhone 3G for the first time. Mm-hmm. And back then you didn't really anticipate where it's going to end up now with whatever they're up to, 14 or something? Uh, yeah, 15 is going to come out later this year. Yeah. So they didn't even announce that here. They're probably, there's another announcement later in the year. Yeah, there usually is. But it's... It's um, I'm curious to see where it can go, like where it can go, like well, that's if that's what it can do now. What else can it do in the future? If it's if if it can potentially replace your main smart TV, mm-hmm. that's one device gone. Yes. Is it going to? I was thinking like audio. Can it have AirPods built into it? Well, it it's got audio already built into yeah, but it. Does, does it cover your ears though, or is it just? No, it would cover your ears. That's what they're talking about because it gives you that spatial. So, because there's the AirPod Maxes that they have, which is the over-ear headphones. So, they're probably just using the tech from the Pro. I didn't see an image of it fully covering the ears. It sort of went around the head. So, also maybe it's just speakers on the outside That's then. what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah, see, it doesn't really – yeah, see, it doesn't – it goes – have a look at that. Oh, sorry, the image is not there. There's right. no there's no headphone aspect. Also, if it's only got two hours battery time. That's a lot of more battery time into audio as well. Yeah, but also if you just want to listen to music, you need an, mm-hmm. a pair of headphones or earbuds on their own separately. Yeah, so if you have a look at like the AirPod Maxes, they're probably something that would actually fit over the VR headset. Yeah, so I'm trying to think of like where it can go. So when when Vision Pro 10 comes out, what's it going to do? Unless you just combine them with AirPod Pro, with and without like yeah. little lock-ons. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Without an audio jack, yeah, it's all going to be Bluetooth. Kind of comfy. Mm-hmm. Like it looks soft. Soft, soft material. We like soft material. Yeah. Classic Apple. There you go. Interesting. Interesting. All right. So let's move on from that. Um, you you pick what if you want to jump on one of your things. You have bed rotting, which I have no idea about, and you have Michael Keaton. Well, this is a little bit of fun. Do you want some? I guess they're both a little bit fun. Well, what do we want to do for National Bay Day? National Bay Day. I guess you could talk about bed rotting, <laughs> which kind of ties into I guess to Beetlejuice because he's sort of like rotting in the grave as well. You're stretching, but I like it. Which one do you want to go to? <laughs> we'll go to bed rotting. It's like one of those new sort of gen. What are we up to Zoomers. now? Zoomers. Yeah, we had Zoomers last time, didn't we? Yeah, I think so. So this is from theguardian.com. Mm-hmm. Not, not the best website. No. It's, uh, but it's the most recent one. It's been like referenced once a week. I was going to talk about it last week, but it was just a newer article right, about so it. So bed rotting, why is it time to embrace your quilt without the guilt? Which is interesting because like some articles are being like, this is taking over and it's really bad for you. So I need to understand what it is because I have no idea and I'm assuming – Zero of the listeners have any idea as well. So it's literally just staying in bed all day. Oh, I thought it was like 
some like deterioration of the mattress. No. Bed rotting sounds like the bed's like rotting. I know, rotting. It's, it's a bad name, hey. So it's, but let me guess, this is like, it's gone from smoking kills, now sitting is the new smoking, and now sleeping is the new sitting. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just like, it's just when people stay in bed all day, just on their device, not doing anything, not okay. showering. Interesting, interesting. So Yeah, people use it as like an excuse to have like a mental health day. Okay, or okay. Just to, I got, yeah, or, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah got it, got and then it, other yeah, things is just like yeah, bad. Yeah. Yeah. Losers. Yes. <laughs> so, be- name, bed rotting, age, six months or less, the term. Okay, so it's just one of these TikTok word mashups that someone's come up with and they're making $1,000 a week probably doing some coaching course about some bullshit term that they've made up. I can see what's going on already. Mm-hmm. I see that in my way. So, bed rotting is where, um, I mean, this article is a question and answer and this is a, a shitty way of writing an article, in my opinion. Yes. So I'm not even going to read this because it's like it's it's laying out bed rotting as it's a date as if it's a dating pro- profile, like when it started, what it likes doing, like mm-hmm. dumbest article I've ever seen. It's like one of those things, like what does this meme mean? Okay, so basically saying bed rotting, sleeping around all day in bed is not not good. Well. People are saying it's either acceptable or not acceptable. Like it's, it's it's not acceptable. Yeah, it depends on your mentality, right? So you got people that are just like chilling or whatever for the whole day, and they're like, "Oh, I just stayed in bed all day," and they're just like, "Oh, that must be nice and relaxing." Whereas, you and, know, and, uh, enablers. You yeah, and or otherwise, the other half is like, "You're not getting anything done. It's bad to stay indoors all day long." Like, what are you doing? Look, with your if life? you have some. Um, bodily aches and pains or you're not as able as someone else, obviously mm-hmm. stay in bed. Do what you your body allows. But if you you're choosing to stay in bed mm-hmm. and just watch movies, either you have no job or you have no life outside of your job and your weekends are just lonely and boring. Or you're lost and have no purpose cool. and stuff. It's just like having that permission to be, oh, I'm just gonna stay in bed all day. Uh, so if you you got no one in your life to, to pull you up on things then mm-hmm. and then you don't have enough personal gusto to just figuring things out. I don't have a lot of empathy for someone who lays in bed all day. Mm-hmm. And this this ties into like the Arnold Schwarzenegger doco that I watched this week. Really good doco. Um, if you're into Arnie and Terminator or any of the 50 movies that mm-hmm. he smashed with the box office, there's a couple of parts in the documentary where he touches on a similar thing that if you're laying around thinking how depressed I am or how sad I am or whatever, it means you're just not doing any work. If if you've got enough interesting things to do in your life, enough work to keep you busy, there's no time to be in bed bed rotting. There's parts in the documentary where I, I really enjoyed and like, oh, like it sounds like it's too aggressive of a approach or a sentiment to have mm-hmm. in terms of like, don't get depressed, keep working, keep hustling, keep doing stuff so you don't give your brain permission to, like, go to those places. But it's kind of true at the end of the day. Yeah. Well, like, back in back in the day, I used to just spend all day, probably before this term was heats popular, um, just reading all day in bed and wouldn't shower until, like, night time. And I've felt worse the next day. Like, it just doesn't doesn't help me maybe some people just need a day of rest but there's different ways to have a day of rest and different ways to like reboot yourself but if you're just giving yourself an excuse to lay in bed day in day out because bed rotting is a normal thing commonplace that people are allowed to do then again like you're saying it just gives you the excuse to not do anything with your life or not do anything to actually make you feel better and want to go out there and then when you're explaining because I actually haven't seen the doc. I watched a little bit of the last episode last night while I was researching for the pod. Just the way you're sort of explaining it, like Arnold Schwarzenegger had a vision. He grew up in like a rural town in Austria where no one leaves or does anything. He had a vision of what he wanted to do and what he wanted to do with his life and just went for it every single day without losing focus, without stopping that momentum. If he got set back and it just like drove him to like do better. Obviously, he's a, a massive outlier and not everyone can have that crazy vision and focus and mentality to just like destroy all of their goals and all of their aspirations. If mm-hmm. all of us did that, then the world would be a very different place. There's, there's a reason why only one in a million break through that mold and are uh, 
known for doing so and the rest mm-hmm. are just more or less worker bees just going at their jobs, going about their lives. Yeah. Don't it- get me wrong, there's nothing wrong, like nothing better than laying in bed all day. Like it's a great feeling watching movies, eating snacks. Mm-hmm. The thing is it's the, the easiest possible thing to do. If you're just like taking the easy route day in, day out, mm-hmm. you, you, what do you expect? You're not going to come up with any great creative ideas or business ideas or mm-hmm. – great relationships with friends and family and things like that. Of course, you're just going to sink into a a more, just a dull existence. A hundred percent because they say, you know, it's a Stephen Pressfield of overcoming that resistance and pushing through the resistance is going to get the better outcome. If you're hiding away from the world, not going over any obstacles, not putting yourself under pressure, not failing, just, you know, taking the easy route, then you're not going to grow as a human being and you're not going to, you know, develop and be a better version of yourself, I think, in just, that particular way. just get up and just do some fucking yeah. work. Yeah. So, it is yeah. what it is. But there was a time in my life where I was thinking about this now. There was one year where I had gone through a, a breakup and I was just clueless about what to do next. Spent 12 months just blowing my days away, blowing my money away. And I was just playing video games and not looking for work. And the reason I was like that is I just didn't know what I wanted to do or what I wanted to work on. Mm-hmm. And I feel it all comes down to just not having any purpose. You might not know the ex- – like there's a difference between having zero purpose and not knowing at all what you want to do. Mm-hmm. versus kind of where I'm at now. Like, I don't have the exact purpose. I know what I'm working on. Like, in terms of it's ex- I'm 100% sure that what I'm doing, what purpose I'm doing now is exactly what I want in a year or three or five years from now. But I know my purpose today is what I want today. Mm-hmm. The purpose can change over time, but it's not like a a fixed, concrete idea of a purpose. But having none at all, mm-hmm. that's where you get into, like, this mode of laziness and then, all you need is 10,000 other people on TikTok to enable you and support you saying yeah, right. it's okay. Yeah. But that's like very interesting with what you're saying because most everyday people have a few different purposes, right? They have a few different goals or that kind of thing. But you have someone like Arnold Schwarzenegger or even we finished like the Air movie the other day, like someone like Michael Jordan, they're like so single focused yes. on that one purpose. Very, it's the one thing. Very different mentality as opposed yeah. to I want a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm willing to work on a little bit of everything simultaneously to get where I want mm-hmm. compared to oh, I need to be the best at this particular thing. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Mm-hmm. I can see this bed rotting thing pairing with the Vision Pro. Yeah. So they're laying in bed. Mm-hmm. They're using this FaceTime persona thing and you can just look across and your friend's laying in bed in their own bed mm-hmm. and you're watching a movie together. That's kind of cute. It's not cute. You're, <laughs> you're, you give them a reason to like be better bed rotters. Bed buddies. <laughs> bed buddies. Um, so bed rotting, it's, it's bullshit. It's mm-hmm. just some TikTok bullshit. I'm not having a single bar of it. Comparing that to National Bed Bug Day, it's not what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> so that perhaps um, we need to come up, a new, come up with a new term. I thought the beds were like literally rotting. I mean, they could be rotting from mm-hmm. your greasy, smelly oil, body oil seeping through the mattress. I think it's just having that zombie-like quality and that's sort of where the, na- the name comes from. Bed zombies. Bed zombies, yeah. Or catch potato. Like, catch- it's just catch potato but in bed. Yeah. Because bed- most people don't have – they. a lot of the people that are doing that bed rotting thing are bed- probably bed- still living at home, yeah. right? They're not going to be – Bed potato is not a good term though. No. They're not going to be in their parents' lounge room watching free-to-air TV. They're going to be in their room, hold away – just getting snacks and just being on their phone. Snacks. Bed zombies. Bed zombies. Mm-hmm. Bomb- bombies. Bombies? No. We've got to work on the name. I think the so. The branding needs a bit of work. Yeah. Um, so I kind of touched on the, the Arnold Docker, which I wanted to touch on as well. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into this last one here. Michael Keaton says Beetlejuice 2 is just being... It says all my articles up. this time around. <laughs> I just didn't do any research this week. We haven't done a playlist thing for a while. I yes. kind of want to talk about Silo, but maybe we should wait till the season's done. We'll wait till it's done because I'm very much enjoying that. Um, we've got sort of two recommendations. So Air, if you haven't seen it. Air is good. We were going to see it at the cinemas, mm-hmm. but we didn't. And it came out on 
Amazon Prime like really quickly w- yeah. weeks later. Um, if you've read the Shoe Dog book by Philip Knight. Philip Knight, Phil Knight, yeah. Phil, Phil Knight. I guess his name Phil um, well, Philip. Philip, Philip. Depends how formal you want to be. But um, sure. It's a really interesting book of how he started the brand just from nothing and then the air movie is just more about how they got Michael Jordan to be their first like major basketballer and it sort of like revolutionised um, – the way branding deals are done with athletes. Yeah, 100%. Like, it was never done before, and he got a percentage of all sales, which yes. is, yeah, the first time ever. Yeah. Mm. Way of putting it. What is it to get, um, yeah, what you said was a better way of yeah. what I didn't say. Um, and then, yeah, the, you know, if you're into Arnold Schwarzenegger, the, it's pretty interesting. Like, I didn't watch it, but I got wind of the last episode, which is more around his political career and stuff. And he was quite open and quite transparent about how he did have the infidelity and about his kid and all the things that he wasn't super proud of, which I thought was quite interesting. Um, so, even if you're not a big fan of Terminator or his acting career or even his, you know, pumping iron sort of phase, it's just really interesting to see. I guess the mentality that drives that to get him to where he's today. He's like a seventy-year-old dude, and he's still moving around yeah. and still Great. doing if his thing. If you just want a bit of bit of inspo to get get your act together and to see someone dominate three substantially different fields or avenues of life, he went mm-hmm. from, like you said, professional bodybuilder to a global. Act, like superstar actor mm-hmm. to then a governor, someone that's just had the discipline and the dedication to destroy in three different avenues can very rare. Like we talked about, we talked about it briefly. Like someone like LeBron James is an amazing basketball player. Mm-hmm. He's just a pretty shit actor. I think he's been in a couple of like rom coms and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's very rare that someone can dominate so widely in all these different fields. Um, oh, and like- just a good do- a good documentary to get you inspired. You might mm-hmm. not. Have this. I mean, none of us are going to be. There's never going to be another Arnold Schwarzenegger. But no. to find the odds and the dedication mm-hmm. to just have a clear vision and work on it relentlessly and mm-hmm. just visualize how it was going to unfold. It's just it's just a really really interesting story. And there's never a moment of like like a fake persona or anything. Like mm-hmm. he's very lovable, very charismatic. I feel like he's never really put on an act around people. Like Obviously, it's easy to like only show the good parts in documentary. It's hard, mm-hmm. you know. I've, I don't know the guy, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was a great documentary. Probably one of the better ones that I've seen of recent times in terms of the celebrity story that we all know, not some true crime thing. Mm-hmm. But yes, yeah, is the interesting the whole outlier aspect is just it's usually that vision, that single focus, and that drive that makes them that outlier, that makes them like set apart from everybody else. And we're having this conversation the other day as well. How many more outliers are there? You know, is it, it's not like new things don't happen very often that sort of like make waves, um, you know, break the news, that kind of thing, like VR headsets, that's huge, but it's been like a long time coming and it's been a slow build. So it's not this, bam, this is brand new technology. Everybody wait for it. Everyone's just like, yeah, okay, another another thing to look at. It's just, it's hindsight 2020. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard to know that something substantial or revolutionary is happening in the moment. Yeah, that's a very- It takes, it takes years and decades for like, for, for things to evolve around it. So then it can like shine above mm-hmm. whatever else happened during that time. Yeah, and we see a lot of it within sports. So you've got your Michael Jordan, you've got your LeBron James, you've got your Kobe Bryant, you've got Tiger Woods, um, you've got... You're just mentioning black guys. Am I? Oh. Yeah. It was diversity. <laughs> was it... Uh, so I'm trying to think of Michael Phelps, Samar. Okay. <laughs> Good save. <laughs> Hasn't done anything for 10 years, but sure. No. But- Smoked weed once and then got cancelled. Oh, did he? Yeah. You see it a lot in sports, maybe because... You know, that's the ultimate version of competition where you can actually show your skill set. But then you've got Steve Jobs and people like that. Like, how many more do we have? And, the, yeah, when you think there's someone substantial, they're just frauds. Look at um, Elizabeth Holmes. Holmes? Yes. And then yeah. the guy that did the, um, what's the recent crypto downfall? Oh, he's got like, a, it's Sam, like PBJ Sam or something. Sam Bankman-Fried. Yeah. Is that, is that him? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, everyone thinks that these revolutionary people lately are just Mm -hmm. mega scam artists. Yeah, interesting. 
Okay, so let's get on to this final thing. Michael Keaton says Beetlejuice 2 is being made just like the first film. It's the most fun I've had working on a movie in I can't tell you how long. That's cute. I mean, it's poorly. Anyway. See, I think because you've been writing a lot and you're seeing a lot more articles. Is that and a good? Blogs is that a, like, I understand it's a quote, but mm-hmm. like that's just a that's just a long thing. Forget about it. I'm just being um, judgmental. <laughs> so two weeks after Winona Ryder was spotted on the Beetlejuice two set in England, her mm-hmm. co-star Michael Keaton has revealed filmmaker Tim Burton is making the sequel with the same irreverent creative spirit he did with the 1988. Original film, 35 years later. Mm-hmm. Beetlejuice is the most fucking fun you can have working. It's so fun. It's so great. And you know what it is? We're doing it exactly like we did the first movie. Uh, the 71-year-old Oscar nominee, Keaton, told Empire. So in this- he had a lot of freedom in Beetlejuice, right? He could, because he was, he was doing like romantic comedies and stuff for a while. Like he had Batman. I think I remember reading like Beetlejuice was his one to sort of like break away from the mold that he was in. He could be, because they didn't want him to be Beetlejuice because like, oh, he's too normal. He's not like weird enough. Like he's not going to be able to do the role, but it sort of proved that he has a bit more of a dynamic acting range. I think it's part of it. It's the the brilliance of Tim Burton allowing mm-hmm. that expression to come through as well. Yeah. Because I imagine there's so many directors that want the actor to be authentic to the role, but also to stick to the script that's been written by the mm-hmm. the writers. Whereas someone like Michael Keaton, that's been doing things for so long, mm-hmm. has played the role 35 years ago. He's probably been asked about his role in that what, at least every six months he's had done some interview about some new movie he's talking about and someone references Beetlejuice or Ask mm-hmm. McQuaid. So, like, this character's been in his head for 35 years. Mm-hmm. There's that freedom to play with the script and the the character mm-hmm. because he's just sort of lived, lived – it's been part of him basically for 35 years. Yeah. So Tim Burton would be, allow a lot of freedom in that regard. Mm-hmm. Plus Tim Burton wants, like, the weirdest, quirkiest film possible – and you can't rely on just your creative input to pull that off a lot of the time. No, you need that diverse personality type. And they've got um, the girl that's playing Wednesday Adams. She's going to be in this, so very kind of like appropriate Tim Burton style. Cool. So I haven't seen Beatrice in some while. What, is there anything interesting about this article other than that it's making it? Or? Well, it's just the every now and then you see, you know, a classic from our childhood being remade. It's just, it sort of ties into the whole, not outlier thing, but just, you know, you have like this original movie and it did so well or it's such a fan favorite. People want to remake it or copy it or replicate it, make a sequel. Um, like Indiana Jones, for example, they're making another one. Obviously, it's not going to be the best, but because it has such like a cult following, it's almost like they just want to feed into that in a way. So whether it's just a cash grab or an actual creative outlet, it's just people are still pulling inspo from the past. It's it's like business. Custom it's like the difference between customer acquisition and customer retention. And it's just the same but with IP. It's easier to like get someone to come to an IP of a franchise that they already know and love as opposed to trying to sell them on a brand new thing. We watched Oh, I watched that new trailer. It's, the trailer's been out for a little while, but there's more info coming out about it, about Zack Schneider's- Oh, Rebel Moon. Rebel Moon, which mm-hmm. is a- I think it's going to be a trilogy or some sort of saga, but it's a brand new world, a brand new creation. And to mm-hmm. get people to buy into that is a big deal. Look at Avatar. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's a lot to to have something so gigantic for everyone to fall in love with. Yes. And be like a generational thing that's passed down to kids because it's such a, a fan favorite world or like content or characters. It would be very so hard. So it's, to- it's, it's much easier to just do remakes and hope that it's going to do well with the previous audience, is what I'm saying. Like customer attention, mm-hmm. customer acquisition, getting someone new or keeping someone coming back. No, that makes sense because if someone like Star Wars, tried and true, you know, you have fans, you know, people are going to watch the content no matter what. Harry Potter, HBO signed on to a new new series. They know people love the books. They know the game did really well, so they're going to have something successful on their hands. 
Avatar just built up its following. It was like the first sort of 3D movie. It did really well. So then they have that. So having, you know, and I think there's been a couple of movies here and there that try to do the whole new world building. Even June is based off a book. Like it's not exactly new. It's got that fan base. Yeah. So it'd be very challenging to get people to, like you're saying, buy into something Brand new, be invested, but but also be invested long term. So it has to be something, especially with the for movies. Yes, like, TV like Silo, for example, is based on books as well. Mm-hmm. But you can watch it all in ten weeks, and you've got ten hours of content. With the movies, you get, you got to sell them in an hour and a half, two hours. Mm-hmm. You have to you have to get them into the cinema. You have to sell them that way. Well, even Marvel, they had the comic books and stuff as well. So. I feel like Rebel Moon's based on something, but I think Rebel Moon just sounds like a Star Wars thing. Exactly. Yeah. So it is definitely a sci-fi type thing, but yeah, it's interesting. We'll see if it works. Don't know, because those things, like 100%, if it's new, it's a hit and miss. All right. Well, next week's episode will be new, and it won't be a miss. It'll be an absolute (laughs) smash hit. Episode 71 coming to you guys next Monday. Next Monday? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. See you guys. Awesome. See ya. Bye.